Well, good morning, everyone. It's Sunday, October 18th. Earlier this fall, our plan had been to be together in person today in our sanctuary for an experimental service, but alas, it's not to be. Uh, with the numbers going up and with us seeming to be in the second wave, we've decided against it. And um, all in-person services and events are at this point unplanned and uncertain. Uh, so we continue online. And it's not all bad. I know a number of us have been commenting on some of the silver linings of this. Um, it's really nice to see each other's faces in Zoom on Sunday morning. Uh, we've been appreciating the worship videos and the offerings um, of readings, of music, of reflections from people's homes. And it's been especially good to have some visitors with us um, in person uh, from far away. Uh, Garnet Anjikaneb from Sioux Lookout a few weeks ago, and then Susan Gashel Cook and Taman Cook from Lancaster City, Pennsylvania with us. So it's not all bad, but uh, there are definitely some losses. Um, this medium can't communicate presence the same way it is when we're actually together physically. Well, last Sunday was Thanksgiving, and uh, the message was to find ways to be thankful even in the midst of hardship. That's a very important message. There's no doubt about it. There are always things to be thankful for. But today I want to explore another dimension of life. You know, as Ecclesiastes says, there's a time and there's a season for everything. So today I want to explore the dimension of lament, giving voice to experiences of sadness, dismay, and loss. Lament is also an important part of a healthy spiritual life. When I say lament, I'm not meaning complaining exactly. It says some, some similarities, but it's different. Complaining tends to be more self-focused. Uh, lament is more about honesty, the way I'm referring to it. Um, it's about acknowledging the painful experiences in our lives and giving voice to them. And it's it's less, it's less self-centered than complaining. It's often a lament on behalf of others, on behalf of even of the environment, of society. Laments about honesty, about having the courage to name uncomfortable realities and feelings. Look at the city, says Jeremiah. Pertinent words for our time. Look at the city, how lonely she is. She who was once so full of life, whose streets brimmed with activity and people, now she sits empty like a ghost town. Businesses are closed. The weather's getting colder. There's signs on the windows. Proprietors who worked so hard to get something going are now wondering how they will pay the rent. Lament means a willingness to name this pain and to feel it, 
It's modeled in these biblical texts that were read for us this morning. The prophet and the psalmist openly voice their dismay to God. They don't hold back. There's always a temptation to hold back, to think, well, I better not say this. It's, God may not like it and it doesn't seem proper. You know, we're always supposed to find something to be thankful about. We do still have a bit of stale bread, a few moldy vegetables in the fridge. I guess it could be worse. Thanks be to God. Well, maybe so, but there's a time for everything. And in some situations, to hold back from frustration, from naming the pain, amounts to a refusal to engage, to be honest and authentic. In an authentic relationship, you have to be honest. You can't always edit yourself and say what you think is proper. It's like the story of a woman therapist who was shocked and surprised to find out one day that her husband was leaving. He came home after work and as usual, she greeted him and said, hi, honey, uh, supper's at six. And he said, I can't do this anymore. And she thought he was talking about the supper hour, but he was talking about their marriage. He moved out the next day. Turns out he'd been having an affair for several years and she didn't even know it. I was totally sideswiped, she says. It was as if my dog started talking a foreign language. She thought that everything was okay in their relationship. She thought this because they never argued. They were always polite and pleasant with one another. No obvious signs of distress. Only in retrospect, as she saw a colleague, did she reflect on the fact that their conversations were never that deep and their sex life had kind of dropped off. Somewhere along the line, they had stopped connecting with one another. They'd become afraid of expressing uncomfortable feelings of disappointment, of anger, of hurt. And they had opted to just sort of ride the surface instead. And then one day, just like that, it was over. Relationships require engagement and honesty if they're to be healthy and vital. And this means engagement with difficult feelings, not just the happy feelings. And it's like this in our relationship with life and with God as well. Our worship uh, as God's people can become like a tepid marriage if we're not willing to engage God with our lament. One day that relationship could fail as well. It's like the bishop in the Church of England uh, who was confronted one day by a reporter who wanted to talk about the sobering statistics of declining membership in the church. The reporter said, it's looking so bad, there's rumors out there that even God himself might be considering leaving the Church of England. To which the bishop replied, 
Well, yes, losing God would be a bit of a blow, I suppose. But I have full confidence we'd carry on. Well, God requires honesty and engagement. With God, with one another, and with the society at large. Engagement with anger and unpleasantness, as well as with thanks and praise. Lament is not only an important component in worship, it's an important component in the pursuit for social justice. We know that human systems tend to become skewed toward those who have more power and have more money. They tend to be skewed toward the advantages for some um, to the expense, at the expense of others. This happens in economics, it happens in politics, it happens in social systems like we've been hearing about policing, for example. And leaders tend to hope that the citizenry will put up with it, put up with the imperfections. They say they're doing their best, and they basically hope that people won't complain. And there could even be a social taboo against protest. The people in power can easily characterize protest, protesters as angry, um, ungrateful people. But when the majority complies with the system, gives in to the pressure, refuses to lament, the real possibility for change is lost. And when lament is stifled in worship, in the way we address God, religious communities are not of much help in the broader society. When there's no lament before God in the church, it seems that there should be no lament before politicians in the civil realm. People end up turning to religion as a private thing or, or as an escape, and that's not what it's about. Vibrant complaint and engagement are at the heart of the Jewish and Christian faiths. The health of our spirits, the health of our church and our society depend on it. So this is another dimension to ponder a timely dimension in this time of difficulty.